0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 42 on November 11th. It's Remembrance Day, 2020. I am Sarah and I'm here with Tyler. Hello. What's up? Still tired? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Recovered? I'm trying to remember what you were talking about for a second there. Um, She is referencing, of course, our uh, 24-hour Extra Life Marathon uh, that took place uh, this past Saturday from 7 a.m. to, well, technically 7.30 a.m. until yeah. 7.30 the following day on Sunday. So, yeah, it was really fun. Um, I lasted the full 24 hours, happy to say, although I did crash right after that. <laughs> At I 7.30, pre- you're like, goodbye. Pre- <laughs> pretty much by 8 a.m. I was passed out in bed. Yep. But, yeah, um, we pr- pretty much had almost no technical issues. Like, once everything yeah. got up and running.
0: Thank you, Windows Update. You're awesome. Yeah.
1: Our, inter- our internet went down for, like, oh, what, yeah, 10, 15 too. minutes maybe, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. We have that problem. Yeah. But no, oh, it was really good. Uh, I play I play a ton of. Obviously, anybody who knows me who's listening to this podcast more than once. I played <laughs> I a, lot, a play. lot of. What did Tyler play? Play Apex and <laughs> MLB Be the Show. Uh, I didn't even get to Forza, probably because you stole my Xbox by the time I was going to. And I play didn't it. even use it. Yeah. Oh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like,
0: then I would have to take somebody's audio. True. So then yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do that. So. Yeah,
1: that yeah. it was really fun. We raised a lot of money. We are very happy for all our supporters yeah,
0: and donors. Yeah, They were awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: We had some good ideas for next year, too.
0: Yes. I've, wrote, I've written a list already, so we're good to go. Uh,
1: Yeah, so basically, you know, by Sunday night, I guess things are kind of back to normal in terms of our...
0: Well, I just finished up resetting up all my stuff, but... True,
1: yeah. You, well, uh, um, I'll let you start because you have a new exciting game to talk about.
0: Assassin's Creed! Well, yesterday was supposed to be the day where I get super excited because I had two games to choose from. But I only picked up uh, Assassin's Creed so far, so I started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, it's more Assassin's Creed.
1: <laughs> well, yeah ironic, I you know because we just talked about the series last week. Obviously, the series sort of over- overview we did. Um, I know you only played for a couple hours last night, maybe two or three hours, I don't know, but really uh, well,
0: other than the technical issues I had at the beginning,
1: which were what um, you
0: think? there was no audio during cutscenes whatsoever. And then I looked on Google, and people can figure it out on Google, but I figured it out. So PlayStation had an update recently, and I didn't realize it changed a whole bunch of UI stuff. So in the system settings, they added a whole bunch of new video and audio settings. So I had to change the audio settings. Um, oh. There was a whole bunch of cl- things I had to click off, and then it the sounded started working again. Weird. So in case you have the problem in the future, hmm, just your, go to the settings. Check your settings. I had no okay. idea, but other than that. Game, it's, yeah
1: game looks pretty I assume it's very
0: pretty. I sure. love the snow. the snow effects are mm. so good like you walk in the snow where people like it just feels so good running up snow mountains.
1: I was gonna say you didn't really play horizon zero dawn did you? no, I was curious if you could compare it to that Because the snow in that game was pretty cool too
0: i that's on my list yeah.
1: but yeah, um you got you know probably do a little bit of combat right
0: yeah i I haven't really i um I haven't really unlocked the stealth stuff yet or hasn't tutorialed me into allowing me to. So I'm just whacking people with my axe right now. But I I usually play those games, especially Origins and Odyssey. I play them very stealthily. So I'm the kind of person that hides in the shadows, will slim over and just stabs them. Um, but that hasn't been unlocked for me yet. So I'm still waiting. I'm, th- there's like a skill tree this time, a massive skill tree. Mm. So um, I am hopefully going in the direction of stealth. <laughs> so we'll see, I guess.
1: Michelle also mentioned, too, you got the Ultimate Edition. So you've got all the Did you know there house? was a
0: wolf mount? <laughs> Uh, makes all the difference. Well, plus the season pass. There's, their season pass stuff is actually... They will finish it. It will come out. Right. Uh, and it, they're always worth it. Yeah. So, well, I'm I, very pleased.
1: I think one of the reviews I read said something like, even even if you're not trying to be a completionist, but if you're just like exploring the world organically and trying to do all the side quests and stuff, they said it's probably like a 60 to 70 yeah. hour game. So.
0: It feels l- less dense than Odyssey, which mm-hmm. is probably good. Um, but... The, the map is a little bit more confuzzling to me this time, but that's fine. I'll get used to it. Um, but yeah, I can I can imagine it takes that long. I think Odyssey took that long also without doing anything. So mm-hmm.
1: good. Well, maybe by next week we'll have some impressions on Yakuza as well for
0: you. I hope so. I really I watched that Giant Bomb quickly today, and I am just needing to play that game right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I guess if you want, you can talk a little bit too about uh, something new you also played during Extra Life for a few hours. You played that uh, Man of Medan. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, me and my sister for the past couple of years have been playing um, a scary game, usually during the middle of the night for Extra Life, but she wasn't able to come in the middle of the night this time. So we did a midday Man of Medan, um, which is a horror game from the people that did Until Dawn. Uh, and they just had a new one that came out called Little Hope, I think it was. Uh, and I picked that up too, because it was in a bundle pack, but yeah, we did the first one, and it is creepy, like until dawn didn't scare me like but this game is like I was honestly had chills at some points, like just of the weird things that went on, um and there's less characters of time to keep track of, so that's kinda nice.
1: Just from where I was sitting across the room playing my own stuff that day, uh, you know, obviously I could hear your audio in the background. Mm. Uh, it sounded like there was a lot of like uh, audio jump scares.
0: <laughs> there was, but there's also some just like just random people walking. Or mm. like you're, we, we were doing um, like, oh, what is that? Groundhog Day, like a loop over and over, and it kept changing every time. We just kept getting more creeped out every time. It was like, what's going to happen this time? And then we we're just getting like, ooh, you could probably just hear us squirming. So. <laughs> But that was that was really fun. I'm excited to actually finish that because those aren't usually my kind of thing.
1: Are you waiting for your sister to come back over to finish? Yeah,
0: because yeah. she went home and looked at walkthroughs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't do that. We're not done yet. Because she wanted to see because there's so many different choices you make, and they have a, they do have a skill tree kind of thing that you can look at that says like, oh, these are the things I made the decisions, and these are the other decisions you could have made. Because she didn't like the way I chose some of the choices, so she wanted to see the other the other way it goes. But it, so far, it it has gripped me, so I'm excited to go back to it.
1: Good. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't really have anything new to report. Um, I guess, well, I guess I will give you a bit of an update on Apex since I didn't really, I, didn't really, I wouldn't have talked about it last week because it nope. would have been before we, before the season launched. So, yeah,
0: that night you were just like yeah, a little child, right? Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> like, what well, it has to download and install, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, so you
0: went upstairs and laid in bed. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I didn't want to throw all the internet either on YouTube or anything, so <laughs> That's I to, true. yeah, but yeah, so basically, so yeah, week today actually has been, um, since uh, season seven of Apex Legends launched. Um, I think it's amazing. I love the new map. Um, I got to. I've had. I've got to play maybe like I don't know seven, seven or eight games so far with the new character Horizon. She's pretty awesome but whenever you play with my friend he, he wants to main her this season so oh, i will
0: they, he mains every girl know, every
1: season i know that's what he says yeah <laughs> didn't lost well he lost it maybe like i don't know 10 games on rampart he tried to give loba a bit more of a shot when she came out a couple seasons ago mm. but
0: i want to see some, him main watson watson's like my favorite girl well race is pretty good too but watson and race you just
1: like those tunes that i've been showing you recently those oh no i liked too. watson
0: before then she's adorable <laughs> she
1: like... is um Interestingly enough, I, I was reading up on the lore. I was just like, I was so hyped for season seven. I was reading mm. up on all this like lore, like uh, on Apex Wiki and stuff like that. And the Apex developers have actually come out and said that, um, some. I guess some people speculated from Watson's background, maybe the way she talks or something to do with her. I haven't seen like, her background video came out, you know, like a year ago. I don't really remember it that well. But uh, people were speculating that maybe she was like autistic or something. Oh. And then one of the developers confirmed, like, yeah, she's on the spectrum. So
0: I could see that just the, like, yeah. I don't know, she's so good at what she does kind right. of thing.
1: But it's interesting like yeah because she's like you know she makes comments her audio cues all the time makes comments about how she doesn't really understand people and she's better with mm. like numbers and, and her electricity yeah <laughs> so that's cool but uh yeah so anyways the, the new map the new character is awesome um yeah it just yeah the game feels so good right now like i said i uh actually started the season out really good uh not in terms of wins necessarily i only have about four wins so far and probably 200 games but uh, yep. but, that, but that's part for the course for learning a new map and and having, if you're playing with a lot of randoms it's hard to connect with the group and if no one's really communicate everybody's kind of off to it's tough for the first week or so too. I think everybody's just trying to not only learn the new map um learning rotations but also just like uh they want, they want to get their challenges done mm. for the battle for the new battle pass so they're maybe being a little more selfish on their right their actions um but no, it's you know every time you find a team that clicks though it's it's awesome. Like last night, the very last game I had before I got off last night, I was just playing with two randoms, and um, I think our our first car- first guy died pretty early, and unfortunately we couldn't grab his banner, so he just we couldn't bring him back. And me and the other guy though stuck together pretty well. Um, but man, I don't know what I was. I, <laughs> I um like last night I had a coffee around I don't know. Nine o'clock or so, so i was starting to feel a little tired. So I had a coffee just to try to stay awake the, the rest of the night. Um, but for some reason, I don't know what it is, if it's like a placebo effect or whatever, but I find like whenever I have my first beer of the night in Apex and I just mellow out, I just get so in the zone. So like last night I had one because I was starting to get a little frustrated. With some of the games I was playing. I was playing, I was just playing terribly. It wasn't my teammate's fault, it was my fault. I was playing bad. So I'm like, okay, I was gonna grab a beer
0: mellow out <laughs> mellow out a bit
1: and then like i don't know once it hit me i was just like i don't know you just you just you don't stress so much you're you're in the zone at least i do and the last game i had last night with this other guy me and one other guy and i finished second unfortunately mm. really wanted to clutch the win but i couldn't do it but i finished with um well, so far a season high of 13 kills and uh my personal best so we're talking
0: like overall, I going, was going
1: back almost, you know, two years now. Yeah. My personal best, I had 30, two years. Well, it'd be two years in February. February. Yeah, I guess yeah. So. but, um, but yeah, 3,200 uh, 3, damage.
0: Maybe so. you need a mellow yellow. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't even really sell that anymore.
1: I know. Yeah, no, it was good. Just it, games like that when it just clicks. And I, of course, I sent it, took a screenshot of it, sent it to my buddy, and he's like, Oh, see, so you play so much better without me. And I was just like, nah, I said, to be honest, like, I, I play it's well, but. Well no, I felt like a lot of the people I, I killed in that match were just bad. <laughs> like you just feel like it's not you know, you take pride when you take out a team that you know like it's really it's a hard fought battle. In this case, like mind you, my teammate was doing a good job of just like he would he would usually instigate most of these fights. He got down quite a bit and I had to keep reviving him, but even in these fights, I would run in and just clean them up. So he was probably doing a lot of the damage and I was just coming in and cleaning up the kills, but uh team effort. Still, yeah, it worked well. Like at one point I remember I was um Running away from like two other squads because he got down. And I was going to went to revive him, but I was trying to play smart because I knew you know I was the last one up, right? And uh, and then if it wasn't for him ping that one of the guys was getting revived, I wouldn't have ran back probably mm. and took them both out when I did. So yeah, good communication. That's all it takes, right? So but yeah, so the game's awesome. Uh, MLB shocker. MLB is so good. I am uh, pretty close to finishing the tenth. 10? Yeah, tenth inning program. So I'll get that Ken Griffey card soon. Did they
0: announce if there's an eleven?
1: Uh, they haven't officially said, but. Like, well, there's only nine days left in this program, which mm-hmm. will take us through to next Friday. So I imagine next Friday there'll be one more.
0: Because, like, they did all the Team Affinity stuff already. So, right. Like, so, yeah, I, I think those
1: will be... People have said... I didn't play a lot. I didn't play a lot. know it be the show last year. People were saying last year when they did an 11th inning program, what they did is they kind of, like, brought back all the boss cards from the previous programs mm-hmm. that maybe you didn't get. Yeah, because, so like, the to, only people
0: playing now are, like... Oh, yeah, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah So that will be so good, too. Um... So like I said, uh getting to the main topics I guess tonight, I have a couple of things to talk about. Uh, we're not gonna time for both obviously so I'm gonna have to choose one or the other. Mm-mm. Um which one shall we go with here? Yeah, we'll go with this one today. Okay, so now the tagline for this one
0: You getting my title already?
1: No, I didn't mean yeah. tagline. Sorry, I meant the title of my note here. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I've done this before, so this title isn't necessarily representative of what I. What this topic is going to be about because right? I just, you know, I'm just writing this down while I'm at work today. I'm just on my phone typing, so the title I just put was like underrated films. And I'm sure we've done that before. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing in this case is I'm choosing. I try to think of specific actors. I try to think of one really underrated film in their biography, in their filmography, okay. right history. So something that, you know, these are all actors that hoping most people have heard of. They're pretty big names. Guys, in some cases, some of these actors have been around, you know, 30, 40 years. Mm. Um, but uh, the kind of roles to me that stand out as ones that like people are either underappreciate or don't know of. Like if you mentioned a time with somebody, they'd be like, I think I've heard of that one. Whereas I'm like, this is like one of their best performances in my opinion. <laughs> so you need to watch this film. Right. So that's my recommendation. I've definitely mentioned at least a few of the titles on this list before, in some capacity, on this podcast, but not all, and not to some detail. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get into a lot of detail about each film here like in terms of spoilers. Right? I'm just gonna mention more why, why specifically my, my Why my argument would be that this is one of this actor's best roles, and why it just. Why you need to, to watch be. it? Yeah. Now, mind you, obviously these movies are all good on their own merits. I wouldn't recommend a movie that I thought was terrible just had a good performance. Mm. I think these are all really good movies, and some of them are actually might even be my top ten favorites. So. Um, again, I think I wrote them down here in kind of an alphabetical order going by movie titles. So we'll just go with that for now. Um, and like I said, if I talk, I know someone, something I've talked to here about before, so I'll keep those ones brief for the sake of not being redundant. <laughs> so the first one, um, well, actually I'll give you, I'll t- t- tell you this. I give you the actor's name mm. and you try and tell me which movie you think, mm. I like, you've heard of most of these titles before. Most of it you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I give you an actor's name. You tell me what movie I'm thinking about. I'll just give you one guess. I'm not going to drag it out and make you guess for like okay. 20 minutes. So first actor I have, well, this one might, might not be easy for you, but the first actor I have is <laughs> uh, is Jeff Bridges.
0: Hell or high water.
1: There you go. Good job.
0: <gasps> wow, I don't know what yeah. my brain did. My brain just said it, <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking.
1: Now, mind you, like Jeff Bridges has got great filmography. I, I can mention probably half a dozen titles. That's that probably I think...
0: the only movie I know him from. <laughs> <That's>
1: probably why. <laughs> oh, I mean, one of his, hit, one of the, one of his best, obviously, one of the, the one that he's probably. Most well known for, I'd say, is the Big Lebowski.
0: Guess oh yeah, I don't like that movie. So easily quotable.
1: Sorry, and he he loves that role so much. I know he loves <laughs> that. Has he said character. that? Oh yeah, <laughs> he loves that character. But um, yeah, but definitely for me, Hell or High Water. Um, it's it's one of his more recent roles. It was 2016, and I don't know. It's just it's one of these. There's that's one of my favorite movies ever. So I could talk about so many different aspects of that movie, whether it's like the the, set, the screenplay, the cinematography, the acting, the
0: was it on TV uh, recently? I watched it recently uh, somehow. I don't know,
1: but but he's so good in that movie, and it's just he. Um, I'm gonna talk about minor spoilers here, so if you haven't seen the movie, please go watch this movie. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen hmm. it, uh, go watch it. But I was talking about minor spoilers because it does kind of tie into why I like his character so much in this film. So, and he's playing an old uh, like Texas Ranger who's you know the movie starts off with basically hinting at like he's going to be retiring soon probably not necessarily if his own accord more like the department's like pushing him out because of his age like, okay you gotta go retire now Marcus like it's time for you to get out right so and the movie kind of like, like I guess the movie's very subtle in its screenplay it doesn't like hit you over the head with stuff but you you discern through conversation with his partner that like clearly he's um I'm assuming he's widowed he, he doesn't have a wife anymore so you don't know if they're divorced he, he makes it sound like he's widowed like he's Cause they talk about him like riding horses when he retires and mm-hmm. he's like, no, it just remind me of so-and-so. And so possibly his wife is deceased, but, uh, so he definitely he's alone. I don't think they're referred, mentioned if he has any kids in the film. So he's pretty much just has his job, right? And he, he has a dog. At the end of the film, you see he has a dog he's just sitting at home, like kind of like sitting around doing nothing, trying to think what to do with his life. But, uh, so, spoiler, he doesn't die in the movie is what I'm trying to say here. Even though <laughs> even though the movie heavily implies at the beginning that he might die because... Like, well, he's in danger. Well, but yeah, I mean, there's obviously shootouts in the film. Like, he's trying to track down the two brothers robbing the banks in the film, but there's a lot of foreshadowing in the film about, like, uh, you know, talking about oh, what do you gonna do when you retire? And he says, oh, maybe I'll just get into a shootout with some bank robber and go into a blaze of glory. And, and the whole movie talks about it's a lot of conversation between him and his partner and him talking about what his partner's going to do when, when he, when Marcus like when the Jeff Bridges character mm-hmm. retires, how's the guy going to, cause the guy's obviously his partner's a bit younger than him, not much younger, but a bit younger. So he'll be probably being a marshal for a lot longer. But so the movie leads it leads you to believe that like Jeff Bridges is probably going to die. at the point of this movie. It's just sort mm-hmm. of the way it's going to have to be. So there is a shootout near the end of the film and it's actually his partner that gets killed. Yeah. Gets sniped by one of the uh, yeah. brothers. That's a gory scene. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, and I don't know. There's just so many scenes in the movie. I don't know. There's one scene in particular. It's not even. In, I, I can't explain why I like it so much. It just seems like such a subtle bit of acting. But like he, Jeff Bridges is in this hotel room with his partner. Like they rented a motel. So they're trying to. They're trying to stake out a place. One of the brothers might be robbing one of the banks. So they're staking out this. They're they're staying at this little motel somewhere in Texas. And and the him and his partner are just like talking about. Well, I need like you know. I think like, they have separate rooms in the motel but Bridges just kind of like shows up at his partner's room with like mm-hmm. a six pack of beer and he just sits there drinking and the part of the, the one partner is where, watching like some televangelist thing like some some uh, Christian guy on TV and Bridges is like I'll oh, turn this off put some college football on or something you know mm-hmm. I don't want to listen to this stuff right so then they start talking about they talk a little bit about religion and life and death and stuff like that but then it's just like I don't know at the end like, like Bridges does such a good job in this movie of just making his character feel old and tired but you, you, you know you don't think like oh this guy's like you know out of shape or anything, he's just he's just worn down from the job, and he's he's obviously probably like in his sixties. He's an older guy, right? So I don't know. Just something about this scene when he just he just looks exhausted all the time, and his breathing just makes it sound like he's you know he's older and he's, he's he can't really handle the job anymore, right? Maybe like he used to. So and he's just his I don't know his his partner says to him like, oh, "Is it time for you to go to bed?" or something like that. He makes a <laughs> joke, and then I don't know. It's something about the way Brit is just like he's drinking a beer and he just like drops his beer back in his case and puts his hat on, just kind of like you know brushes him off like I'm too old for this stuff right and then just like walks out and and he just like sits outside the hotel room at night and just because he can't sleep and he's just probably you know thinking about about his future whatever's left you know in store for him right I don't know it's a subtle performance in a lot of ways and I think it's it's just I can't imagine anybody else doing the role just justice the way he did I think he was massively overlooked for for an Oscar nomination in my opinion but uh, yeah that's my pick for that one
0: (laughs) I'm for Mr. Jeffrey. All right, here's another
1: interesting one. Uh, i give you the actor you pick the movie. Uh, Denzel Washington.
0: Den- Deja Vu. No, no.
1: That's a good movie. Man on Fire. Yes, there right. you go. No, it's not as underrated. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have probably heard of it, but I also feel like, I mean, when people talk about Denzel, they probably talk about, you know,
0: like... What's the Home Depot one?
1: Well, yeah, recently you talked about the Equalizer, Equalizer films. I mean, yeah, you're talking about some of his more critically acclaimed stuff, like he did that one called Flight. The alcohol, alcoholic pilot. Remember you played that one? Nope. No, you remember that one? Oh (laughs) jeez. But yeah, for me, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's like a guilty pleasure for me. Like Man on Fire, Mm -hmm. I love. Well, there's two things I love. There's two things I, I love about actors taking on certain roles it's it's one it's one thing playing an alcoholic
0: yeah you have an affinity to that yeah. for some reason
1: well i just think it's impressive when someone can pull it off successfully which denzel does in this one it's very impressive playing an alcoholic and play and, and any movie that deals with vengeance revenge mm. right so in this case what is your past I know, eh? <laughs> so in this case minor spoilers i mean it's in the if you watch the trailer or anything else you'll know pretty much what happens right away so denzel is basically hired to protect a little girl in mexico mm-hmm. and she does eventually get kidnapped. Uh, sort of sets Denzel, and this whole, the whole second half of the movie is just like him on a revenge path. It's like the equalizer, to, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't know. The movie, uh, Denzel's so good in this movie. He just, and again, for me, a lot of it, it's the, the beginning stuff when he's just showing him obviously haunted by his past, being probably like a either I remember if they mentioned he was in the CIA or Black Ops or whatever. He did a lot of bad stuff in other country, he doesn't want to talk about. He, he mentions he has a lot of regrets and sins, and there's a really good scene at the beginning where he's like meeting with his Chris with Christopher Walking with the characters that he's friends with in the movie who actually. Walkens, i want to get some the job in mexico and mm. i think denzel just like straight up asks him one time they're having a drink together and he says you know you think god will ever forgive us for what we've done and then chris Walken just says like no and denzel's like yeah me either <laughs> 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 like, oh, just, you know, yeah you just know like you know they have these this past that they regret and and later on in the movie i like, get you know there's a couple of scenes where denzel's just hammering the jack Daniels, he's mm. getting drunk and at one point he you know he's contemplating suicide you know loads a gun tries to Shoot himself, and the boat doesn't go off, like or the oh. the the pin doesn't go off from the mm-hmm. gun, or something like that. So he sort of sees that as like a wake up call, and he wants to be like a like a mentor, protector to the little girl. And in the second half, he's all just on a tear. So it's such a good film, but yeah. Besides the fact it's so good, like, for the, the writing and the directing and the action scenes, it's more just Denzel's performance that really carries the whole thing for me, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's definitely one of his more underrated. If you mention the tell the people, they probably be like, yeah, I've heard of it, or I kind of remember. It's like, I think it's like 15 years old at this point.
0: No, is it? Yeah. Oh, boy.
1: But uh, I definitely think it's it's a great, it's easily rewatchable. It, it, it definitely holds up today. It's not. It doesn't feel dated or anything, right? So uh, next one, let's try and move this along for time's sake. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones.
0: Oh, Men in Black.
1: No, that's a good one. That's not really underrated. I think that's.
0: Mm. Um. Um. Hold on. No. Uh, no Country for Old Men.
1: Yeah. Oh, now I'm, again, I was, that, I'm
0: getting good at this game.
1: That's uh, that is probably one of his more well known roles nowadays. But I still think it's really, really? When, when people. Well, I mean, when people say Tommy Jones, you're probably thinking like The Fugitive or Men in Black, like you said. Yeah. Uh, a few other roles he's done, but uh, yeah, for me, it's No Country for Old Men, and I think cause when people when people talk about that movie, they don't really talk about his character too much. Mm. They talk about, you know, they talk about the bad guy. They talk yeah. about Javier Bardem playing yes. Anton Chigurh. So i remember Potato Gun. Yeah. But no, Tommy Jones, I mean, the whole movie is about him. In the movie, the movie in the book, it's called No Country for Old Men. The movie opens with narration by Tommy Jones, which is very important to the whole plot of the story. And it ends perfectly with Tommy Jones basically giving a monologue to his mm-hmm. wife about a dream he had, which ties into the whole theme of the film. And I don't know, it's just... Again, I relate this to what I mentioned earlier about the Jeff Bridges character, where Tommy Jones just does, does such a good job playing an old, like, worn-down character who's just like, again, so, so, again, some parallels to the to the Jeff Bridges one I mentioned earlier, where it's like they're both old lawmen who are going to be retiring soon, and they don't know what to do with their lives, what their legacy's going to be, what they're going to... Do they want to just die, go out in the blaze of glory and mm-hmm. die? Because a couple times in the movie, you think to yourself, Tommy Jones might die, right? Like, he gets into some dangerous situations, but... He doesn't die in the film, spoiler, but I mean, this movie came out in 07. You said he's
0: at the end talking, so. I know. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, this movie came out in 07. I'm pretty sure everybody's seen or heard of it by now, so. But, yeah, I don't know. He's just so good in this film, and he he just, because I, I think I saw someone mentioning, when I read earlier about, like, someone else appreciating Jeff Bridges in the Hell or High Water mm. movie, someone was saying, oh, man, I wish Jeff Bridges would have done, the No Country for Old Men rule, and everybody's like, no, because well, first of all, like, he would have been too young back in 07 mm-hmm. for that role. but also like, there's something about Tommy Jones just looks old in this film, but like he just looks so tired and just like it's, it's something about his eyes that just make him look like he just doesn't doesn't belong in this world anymore, and that's the whole theme of the movie, right? So, yeah, I think he's really good in this film, and I I can't remember if he was nominated, but he was definitely overlooked again, I think, for some awards. I
0: don't think he was
1: nominated. for that. Uh, probably not. No. Uh,
0: Supporting, I guess.
1: Uh, I thought yeah,
0: would have been yeah, supported. you're probably right. No, no I
1: think Javier would have been the main, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, next one we got. Uh, Hugh Jackman. Fountain. That's a very good one, but no,
0: actually. I don't know what else you would pick.
1: It's a more recent one. Logan? No, we're not going to pick any of his Wolverine roles. Those are pretty well-, well recent.
0: No. Is it the one where the daughter's taken? Yes. So, Prisoners.
1: <sighs> I feel it's one that is definitely overlooked for him. Um, again, because it's, it's a movie, like, if you... If you mention to people, people will probably say, I think I've heard of that, probably because it's recent, but a lot of people haven't actually seen it, or, or really, I guess if you explain the plot to someone, maybe they don't want to see it. I mean, it's definitely, yeah. a, it's definitely a dark film. It's hard to recommend to some people, but he's so good in the film. And I, I know I mentioned to you before, but whenever I was watching this film, all I could think to myself was, he looks and acts exactly, like if I was going to pick a, someone, if I was going to cast someone to play Joel in a Last of Us movie, oh, it would be Hugh in that movie. Oh, yeah. He was perfect as that protective father role with the, he looked just like Joel, sounded like him when he got angry, but so more like yeah, because Hugh Jackman in this movie, he 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 does a so many times. He 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 can go from super rage in some scenes to just being like breaking down, crying, to being like scary, like just with the thing you think like he's gonna kill somebody, like just because he's so mad. And but it's different than like his Wolverine rage. This is the rage of a father whose mm-hmm. child has been abducted and he doesn't know what's happened. If he's even still alive, and he's trying to, you know, he's frustrated with the. uh with a detective, in this case, the Jake Gyllenhaal character, because Gyllenhaal kind of suspects that he's involved,
0: oh, even though he isn't, so he yeah. just feel
1: like he's wasting time following him instead of looking for his daughter's subductor. I won't get into too many spoilers, even though I probably have already mentioned them before in some capacity on this podcast, <laughs> but it's a, such a good film, and I think it's really, yeah, as good as, as, good as I like Gyllenhaal in the, in the movie is really good, I think Jackman is definitely the star of that movie, and he carries a lot of it.
0: What is Gyllenhaal doing nowadays? Um
1: well he was in the Spider-Man film recently he was the Mysterio the villain Um, I'm sure he's got some other projects on the go I just can't remember he doesn't
0: feel like he's been in the spotlight for a while no
1: maybe maybe not necessarily I don't think he really wants to be that A-list guy either he wants to do kind of the smaller roles he is good but yeah I I just you know again it's nice to see you Jackman, doing a role like this where again it's outside of the Logan he's not playing Wolverine he's not um,
0: this was after Logan
1: uh, yeah no it was before before I think this was 2016 or 2015 I can't remember but uh, yeah really good film he's amazing in it um, but found The Fountain's a good choice too I do like The Fountain choice
0: I know I love
1: The Fountain um, okay I can move this along uh, I'll, I'll keep this next one brief I've talked about this movie so many times before probably is it like Tom Cruise collateral no it's not Tom Cruise and the <laughs> I was going to mention it. about like I'm just talking about collateral I can't do it again um, next one I got is Ryan Reynolds I think.
0: Ryan Reynolds uh, Blade Trinity
1: close to that time period like oh. mid 2000s but no I don't know well, okay Smoking Aces
0: Oh, my gosh. I would never have guessed that.
1: I think he's so good in that movie. It's one of the first times, too, where he... Because up to that point, he'd always done, like... Well, besides Blade Trinity, which is, like, 04. But, like, I think three straight movies he did before Smoke and Ace came out in 06. He did all, like, comedies. Like, romantic comedies.
0: Blade Trinity. No, <laughs> but like,
1: so it was cool seeing him playing, you know, him playing an FBI agent in this one. He got used a bit more of his dramatic chops, especially mm-hmm. in the ending. You know, which I love the ending. Yep. That whole scene where he's just like his spoilers. I've talked about this movie before, but spoilers, 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 like, you know, he's good at You have to watch this movie. You haven't seen it before, by the way. I love smoking aces. But at the end of the movie, his partner has been shot and, and killed. Uh, they arrested the person who's basically responsible for this whole thing that happened at this I think it was in, was it in Vegas. I can't remember where. I Feels like it. Vegas. I think pretty appears what happened in Vegas. But um, so they, yeah, it, it's a whole thing they do. whole There's a lot of twist turns. We're not going to recap the whole thing, but the whole thing to do with like the FBI and they they uh, arrested this guy because he's got ties to the mob going back however many years and they wanted to, like, they want to do a heart transplant between the father and sons so can keep the one guy alive to get more information out of him. Oh, going life. back to the mafia days. So basically, the end of the film, like Reynolds just he walks in this room and these two guys are hooked up to these the for life support machines and he just pulls the plug on both of them <laughs> and just uh i just love i don't know the there's so many you can just there's no dialogue at the end it's just him walking in the room pulling the plug but all you can read all the emotions on his face you can tell what he's going through he's dealing with the anger of his partner being killed being betrayed by his by his department by the bureau or whatever knowing his career's over obviously because of what he's just done if i to go to jail for this <laughs> but he doesn't care um like at one point he, when he even pulls his gun out i'm thinking oh is he just going to kill himself now but no he just like basically uh, empties his clip, unloads the one in the chamber, puts his gun, down, gun and badge down on the ground because they saying I'm giving myself up to mm-hmm. the they can arrest me after I don't care but I'm going to do the right thing here and put these guys out of the misery. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. It's... I think that movie really opened a lot of eyes even though it wasn't well loved by Hollywood critics and stuff. I think it really opened a lot of people's eyes to him doing a more dramatic stuff not just being that weird National Lampoon's like fan <laughs> Wilder guy anymore. So uh the next one on the list i don't think you're gonna be able to predict it i'll give you one shot at it it's tom hanks but i don't think you know the tom title of the movie tom
0: hanks green mile
1: no that's too easy
0: <laughs> okay what is it
1: uh road to perdition
0: oh Remember? i don't know I, i've heard of it yeah. but not, i haven't seen it
1: so that came out man i want to say oh two i was gonna say oh two okay yeah. uh and one of the reasons i like it too and i have probably mentioned it to you before is that it's one of the few roles where tom hanks gets to play like kind of like a tough guy like with a gun like mm-hmm. he's he's playing a he's you know it's set in like I, I think it's set in the early early 1900s like not early like 1930s 1940s maybe kind of era so it's like all you know guys wearing suits and got tommy guns and it's all you know that kind of mobster stuff so but basically long story short in the movies tom hanks is like a mobster he works for paul newman like the head of this family he does dirty jobs for him you know taking people out on the side bribery corruption that kind of thing Muscling people out, uh, but so his son, Hanks's son, witnesses a murder that you shouldn't see. So basically, the uh, the one member, like he, Paul Newman's son in the film, is actually played by Daniel Craig. one of his earlier oh, roles. So he wants to kill the Little kid. Baby. He wants to kill the kid to shut him up. And Tom Hanks obviously wants to protect his son, so he kind of goes on the run protecting his son. And but um, yeah, it's it's just it's cool because it's a different side of Tom Hanks. You don't get to see it again. It's, mm-hmm. it's obviously not a comedic role. Uh, it's not even him doing a dramatic role like no. a Captain Phillips, something like that. It's him, like you know, in the movies he's shooting people, he's 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 playing a tough guy. And but can't you think know, in the movie does that, right? That's why it's so it was so cool at the time. And again, it's you know, it's the movie's amazing. It's well directed. The music, the cinematography, the writing, everything is you know, it's directed by Sam Mendes, who did like uh, I mentioned his name before, mm-hmm. did Skyfall, 1917, um, a lot of the they good still films. Great stuff. exactly. So, yeah, really good film, and think like I said, it's it's. I think it's one of Hanks's most underrated roles. No one ever talks about it. Like Everybody mm-hmm. everybody, everybody obviously, obviously talks about, like, you know, Castaway or Forrest Gump or, um, or what I mentioned earlier. Uh, well, recently, one of the more recent ones, like Captain Phillips, or obviously, like, in his voiceover he does, like Toy Story. No, mm, one, no one ever talks about this one, and I think it's a really underrated film, and he's great in it. And, uh, yeah, I wish he would do more stuff like it, but I understand I why he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last one on the list, and we'll wrap it up, is... Um, it's be an interesting one, uh, Robbie Downey Jr. Oh, I yeah. was I was gonna say Tropic Thunder, but I thought don't that. you no, dare because no. he's actually pretty well, and that's a meme at this point. Everybody loves him in that oh movie because of now no, For me, it's another recent one. I think you've I don't know if you've seen it, but you I think you heard me watch it. I watched it on Netflix a couple years ago. It was called The Judge.
0: Oh right? yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay
1: yeah so he plays a lawyer who uh his father is robert duvall who is a judge hence the title and his father basically is being charged with uh crime i think like a, i can't remember if it's like a hit and run dui or whatever but uh he apparently his father apparently hit and killed somebody with his car so robert Downey jr who is basically estranged from his dad at this point they have they obviously had a falling out when he was younger which they go into in the film through flashbacks and stuff and uh or not even flashbacks just like more when they finally do reconnect after so many years and just keep everything just blows up, like, Robert Downey Jr. is so good in this film, as he is in m- many films, <laughs> because he's just so good at nailing all the emotions. Kind of like what I compared earlier to like a Hugh Jackman thing, where he can be really angry, like screaming at some points with his dad, and other points, he's just really sad and depressed about, you know, his past and,
0: um, how things turned out right. Yeah,
1: exactly, right. But there's so many, yeah, it's a really good film, uh, Really well written, and I think Johnny yeah, Jr. is really great. And again, it's one that, again, it's pretty recent, so some people may have heard of it. But I feel like, yeah, again, if you're talking Robert Downey Jr., obviously Iron Man. everybody wants to talk about Iron Man. They want to talk about maybe Sherlock Holmes, even oh, Sherlock, yeah, um, or even small, <sighs> even little offshoots like I mentioned, like obviously like a Tropic Thunder or a Zodiac or something. Those are my suggestions for <laughs> uh, underrated movies for those specific actors. Everybody should go watch them right now.
0: <laughs> right now, turn this off, go watch right now. That's right
1: yeah let's wrap this up for today i think we're good uh do you have anything you want to end with any parting wisdom
0: (laughs) um i'm very excited for yakuza i will tell you about it next week (laughs) all right
1: we'll be back next week thanks everybody for listening as always hope you stay safe out there and we'll be back next week boys bye